What is the IRS Hardship Program? What are the benefits of getting into the IRS Hardship Program? And how can you get into the IRS Hardship Program? That's what I'm going to talk about today. First of all, who am I? Why should you listen to me? My name is Logan Alec. I am a CPA. Uh, you can Google my name, put my name into Google News. You can see all the, the places online. I've been quoted as an expert on taxes and tax relief. I own Choice Tax Relief. Uh, we help people with big tax problems. We do the traditional stuff that tax relief companies do, you know, hardship-based payment plans, uh, current non-collectible status. Uh, offers and compromise. Those are the settlements with the government for, for less than you owe. Um, we do audit work. We help people get uh, uh, get back in compliance with their tax return filings if they haven't filed for several years. So check us out, choicetaxrelief.com. You can give us a call, 866-8000-TAX, uh, to book a free consultation. Uh, you can also do that by using the calendar link in the description below. So let's talk about the IRS hardship program. But before we do that, we gotta we gotta answer a more fundamental question. And that question is, what does the IRS mean by hardship? And unlike other things, there are some things the IRS phrases the IRS uses, and you don't know what they mean by it. But with hardship, you know exactly what they mean by it. Um, and it's right here in the Internal Revenue Manual, uh, IRM. 5.16.1.2.9, for those of you who, who like following along with this stuff. Uh, and basically what they say is that, uh, in this bullet point, a hardship exists if a taxpayer is unable to pay basic living expenses. Okay? And you're probably wondering, okay, Logan, well, uh, what does that mean? <laughs> does that mean that I have to be living in a van down by the river? with nothing but the clothes on my back and, I guess, my van. Is that what it means um, to be unable to pay basic living expenses? Um, I'll get into all that and how to show that uh, you're unable to pay your, your basic reasonable living expenses. Um, but now that I've kind of defined hardship for you, now let's talk about what exactly the IRS hardship program is. So um, IRS hardship program also known as CNC, Currently Non-Selectable Status. Uh, it's a special program you get in with the IRS. And what you're saying to the IRS, IRS, it would cause me hardship. It would make me be unable, either I am currently unable uh, to uh, pay my basic reasonable living expenses, or if, and therefore, if I were to um, pay you, IRS, anything monthly, it would cause me to be unable to pay my basic necessary uh, living expenses expenses okay and the, the the way by which taxpayers prove this and show this to the irs is the irs hardship program it's the avenue uh for getting people into the special hardship status uh while taxpayers are in the hardship program the irs cannot collect money well if you volunteer lay give it to them they'll take it but the irs can't forcibly collect money from taxpayers while they're in hardship, such as through bank levies, uh, wage garnishments, etc. They cannot demand that the taxpayer pay them in a monthly installment agreement or make voluntary payments to them. Um, so the benefit of the IRS hardship program, or one of the benefits is that even though you owe the IRS money, you don't have to pay them. Um, so that's a pretty big perk right there. Um, now, the IRS will take any tax refunds that show up on your tax return, okay? Um, so they will still take that money. So the strategy here is, if you're in hardship, the typical strategy is that you just want to break even on your future tax returns, right? You don't want to, uh, to get too little money taken out of your paycheck, or else you're just going to make this problem bigger than it already is. Um, 
But you don't want to get too much taken out either because then you'd be in a refund position, but the IRS is going to take that refund and apply it to your back tax debt. Uh, it will still do that while you're in hardship. Um, IRS penalties and interest continue to accrue while you are in hardship, and the IRS can remove you from the hardship program if it believes that your financial situation has changed uh, significantly for the better uh, since you were placed into hardship. The systemic way by which the IRS does this is by looking at your income on your tax return. Okay, so when you got into hardship, you were telling the IRS you were making this much, but then, you know, a couple years from now, you're making like twice that much. Then the IRS may systemically remove you from hardship. You may be able to get back in. If you can show that your expenses increased as well, maybe your family size grew, you had a couple more kids, uh, maybe there's some medical expenses that uh, are, are draining your income every month, but the IRS does this does do this systemic removal uh, based on your income on your, on your tax return. Um, another thing to know, and this is important about IRS hardship, is that while you are in the IRS hardship program, the IRS's collection, uh, the IRS's statute of limitations on collections, okay, that's its 10-year clock to collect a tax from the date it's assessed. That continues to run. So theoretically, if you remain in the IRS hardship program all the way until that IRS's 10-year clock to collect the debt round, runs out, you are done with that debt. That debt is done, and you haven't paid them a dime on it. Okay, so that is one of the wonderful things about the IRS hardship program. Um, now, you might be wondering, why does, the, why does this hardship program even exist right? Like, why? <laughs> this is this could be such a great deal for folks. Uh, why on earth would the IRS uh, agree to such a thing? Well, that's because it legally has to exist, okay? I'm looking at the Internal Revenue Code right now, section 6343, uh, paren A, paren 1, uh, and then paren big D, uh, this is ba this says that this that the IRS the secretary referring to the secretary of the treasury and by extension the IRS uh, shall release the levy okay and the levy means like the IRS taking money from you uh, this is this is basically saying the IRS cannot take your money okay forcibly take your money if the secretary of the treasury and by extension the whole treasury department by and by extension the IRS has determined that such levy, right, has determined that the IRS making payments or take taking money from you, if that if that's determined to create an economic hardship due to the financial condition of the taxpayer. This is essentially saying the IRS cannot legally collect taxes by force from a taxpayer if that taxpayer has proven to the IRS that paying their taxes would cause them uh, economic hardship. That's what this is basically saying, right? So it follows that taxpayers need an avenue to prove to the IRS that paying their taxes would cause them economic hardship, and that's the basis of the IRS hardship program. All right, now let's talk about how to file hardship with the IRS. Okay, so to file hardship with the IRS, you need to prove to the IRS that you don't have any money left over to pay them after paying for your reasonable, necessary uh, living expenses. Okay, these are things like food. These are things like housing. Okay, these are things like your your necessary vehicle expenses, healthcare costs, housekeeping supply, uh, apparel, uh, personal care products and services, um, things like this. Just the very basic things you need to live. Right. 
It's not saying that, uh, you know, it's an inconvenience to pay the IRS, right? You'd rather uh, go on vacation, you know, uh, sure, you'd like to pay the IRS, but you'd rather go on, go on some fancy vacation. No, 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 no. We're talking about basic living expenses here, right? So if you can prove to the IRS that you don't have the money left over to pay them after you pay these very basic living expenses, then, and only then, uh, can you qualify uh, for the IRS hardship program. And as you might expect, the IRS isn't just going to take your word for it, right? There's a process here that you have to go through in order to pr uh, prove hardship. The IRS does have a standard protocol for filing hardship with them uh, that I will discuss now. All right, so the first step here is to co uh, complete what's called the 433F, okay? Um, so the IRS has, has standard forms it uses to assess your financial situation. Uh, these forms are called collection information statements. Okay, um, and unless your tax debt has been assigned to a revenue officer, in which case you'd need to be using the 433A instead of the 433F, um, then the first step is filing hardship with the IRS by completing, or uh, the first step in filing hardship with the IRS is to complete the 433F. Uh, on this form, you'll, you'll, you'll indicate basic information about, you know, yourself, your social, you know, your address and things like that. Uh, you'll you'll list your all your financial accounts. Um, uh, investments, virtual currency, re and then you'll you'll indicate any real estate you own along with the mortgage balance, um, other assets, uh, credit cards, <clears throat> businesses you own, um, obviously how much you make, your uh, you know your monthly income from employment, uh, other other forms of income that your household makes, you make alimony, child support, all these other things here, and then you're going to list out your monthly necessary living expenses down here, right? Um, now. The IRS can challenge some of your living expenses uh, as excessive and cap them at certain amounts. Okay, these are known as the collection financial standards. So, for example, um, just an extreme example, you can't go out and rent out some like luxury penthouse for like you know twenty thousand dollars a month and then claim that's where all your money goes. Right? The IRS is gonna is gonna cap that okay, at the housing standard amount for your county and your household size, okay? And th those are actually available online. Um, I have talked about them at length in other videos, um, but basically like, for example, here's the California housing standards. So if you're a household of, you know, if you're just live alone, a household of one, and you live in uh, Los Angeles County, um, they're gonna cap your housing expenses on uh, the 433F to that amount, okay? That that 2800 and, and some change uh, dollar amount. And basically how this works from the IRS's perspective is that they're gonna grant you hardship, then this, your total monthly income, right? Up from, from these boxes up here, like employment information, non-wage household income, the sum of your total monthly income should be pretty much, should, should not be more than your monthly necessary living expenses, right? Uh, according to the IRS's math. Because that is a definition of hardship, right? Um, if, if, you make, if, you, if you're making a lot more than your monthly necessary living expenses, then you don't have hardship. You can afford to pay the IRS, right? When you're claiming hardship, you're basically saying that the delta 
between how much you make and how much you have to spend on these necessary expenses per the 433F is zero, or you're actually in the negative each month, right? Um, and that you can't tap into any you know significant assets here to pay off your debt, right? You, you can't just have no cash flow. Uh, like if you have like no cash flow here, but then you have, you know, hundred thousand dollars in the bank, they're not going to be granting you hardship. They're going to say, Hey, pay us, you know, pay us that money, uh, first, right. Unless you owe, you know, significantly more than a hundred thousand dollars, but they would still want that hundred, that, that liquid asset, uh, first. Um, you'll also probably need to gather some documentation, right. To back up your figures on the 433F. Again, they're not just going to take your word for it. Um, they're gonna, you know, want want to probably see pay stubs, right, to prove that what you're saying on there is what you're actually making. Uh, bank statements, right, that your expenses uh, can be tied to. And if you have uh, equity in real estate, right, like let's say you you own your home, let's say you own it free and clear, no mortgage. Um, they're gonna want to see loan denial letters proving that you cannot take cash out of your home to pay them. And so you know that's so. Uh, Having equity in real estate does not prevent you from getting into hardship. We get a lot of folks into hardship, especially older folks who have equity in their home, but um, can't access it, right? And they have limited cash flow on a monthly basis, so they're a good uh, hardship candidate. And then finally, you have to call the IRS to request hardship uh, with the 433F in hand and with uh, you know documentation in hand. They might want you to fax it to them. Um, uh, you can call the number on the last IRS notice or bill you received. There should be a number on there you can call or call their general line at 800-829-1040. Eight, uh, <clears throat> Once you call them, uh, you're, you're going to talk to somebody, give them your information. Um, they will likely need to get your hardship approved by a manager, and that could take a little bit of time. Uh, but hopefully you're, you know, the, your hardship case should be uh, considered uh, by the IRS within uh, a few weeks. It's really filling out the 433F and getting all that documentation and stuff that, that can really uh, take some time when we get folks into hardship, uh, our clients. Um, one last thing I do want to mention about hardship is the tax lien. Um, does IRS hardship lien proof you? And the answer to that question is no, it, uh, it does not lien proof you. Okay, so if the IRS files a federal, or so if the IRS places you into hardship, they're going to protect the interests of the federal government by filing a notice of federal tax lien against you. And this makes sense if you think about it, right? Um, let's say you're in that situation I described previously of someone who owns their home free and clear. They have a ton of equity in their home, but they can't get equity out of it to pay the IRS. And they have limited cash flow on a monthly basis. IRS grants them hardship. They can't just turn around. The IRS isn't going to let them turn around the next day, right? or turn, the next year, let's say, next day would be kind of ridiculous, but the, the IRS is going to just let them turn around next year and sell that property and get all that cash out, right? They're going to file a lien so that if they do that, right, they're saying, we're not going to make you pay us out of your pocket on a monthly basis. But if you cash out this property, you know, we're going to get ours before you get your, yours. And uh, the way that's accomplished is through filing a notice of federal tax lien in public records, right? Uh, making the escrow company aware that the IRS should be paid, you know, whatever they're owed or whatever the lien amount is, um, uh, b before the seller 
gets gets theirs right same thing with like a like a cash out refi if you you know eventually qualify for that in uh in the future um so you know the lien the, the irs does not consider a lien forced collection activity because it's not actively taking money out of the taxpayer's bank account or something it's simply filing a piece of paper uh in state or county records right unlike a levy and sometimes people get these terms confused unlike a levy which is the irs actually actively taking money from you Okay, uh, so if you have any questions about this, uh, if you'd like our assistance in getting you uh, into the IRS hardship program, because you know I explained it in this video, it, it sounds oh that sounds pretty easy. Uh, sometimes it can get a little contentious uh, when you're dealing with folks at the IRS and to getting them to believe that yes, this person does qualify for hardship, and here's why. Um, give us a call 866-8000-TAX. Visit our website choicetaxrelief.com. You can also book a consultation uh, in using a link in the description below. Uh, there are some other tax relief videos on the left-hand side of the screen here if you'd like to learn more about how tax relief works. Uh, but other than that, folks, I will uh, see you in uh, the next video. Bye-bye.